Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, Ruben Nava, Jesse Romero, Two Man Car, Soul Patrol, and. Uh, here, Jesse, are you here? Uh, you are. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm reporting. I'm I'm on duty, Ruben. Uh, Ten eight, and uh, just want to remind everybody uh, that the month of January is the month of the holy name of Jesus. Say the holy name of. If you want to keep your sanity in this crazy world and crazy time we live in, say the name of Jesus with faith, hope, and love throughout the day. Uh, say it reverently, and if you hear somebody blaspheme the name of Jesus. Immediately, if you don't tell them, if you don't rebuke them, uh, at least quietly say a prayer of reparation. Uh, if you hear anybody ever blaspheme the name of Jesus, Ruben. Hey, Jess. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, a certain cardinal who was heckled and booed at, at a pro-life rally. But uh, I've got a I've got a text from a uh, a friend of the show and uh, a very holy traditional woman that uh, she she does a lot of praying for the for the unborn and. Uh, she she said uh, she posted something on uh, Facebook and and in within a, uh, a not even a minute she was already put in uh, she was put in jail for seven days. <laughs> Unbelievable! Kicked off. Hey, let me just it's it's really good. So let me just read it to you. Yeah, guys. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, in vi- vindica sanguinum nostrum. Today I offered the mass of the holy innocence for the end of, of abortion. At mass, I wasn't thinking at all of the abortion. Aborted uh, vaccines for the coronavirus. And remember, every single coronavirus vaccine has thus far been made from fetal lines. But then a few hours later, I read the, the fifth antiphon of the Lauds of the Holy Innocents while praying the divine office today. Under the throne of the God, all the saints cry aloud, Avenge our blood, O our God. In Latin, Subtrono Dei Omnes Sancti, Clamant Vindica Sanguinum Nostrum Deus Noster. Notice those words, Avenge our blood. Oh, our God, it hit me like a ton of bricks while praying my Roman breviary that every baby used to make those coronavirus vaccines was a real baby with a real life that God had planned for that child. Yet many wow. yet many Catholics have used them for their health. And obviously this health is already backfiring on them, just like every deal with the devil of death. God will avenge the deaths of those who, baby, who of those all those babies used to make abortion-tainted vaccines. As I wrote, every baby used to make those coronavirus vaccines was a real baby with a real life that God had planned for that child. So I wouldn't want to be on the side of vengeance caught in today's antiphon. Under the throne of God, all the saints cry aloud, avenge our blood, O our gods. Subtrono Dei Omnis Sancti Clamant Vindica Sanguinum Nostrum Deus Noster. Repent if you have taken that shot. God will forgive everything on earth in the confessional, but at the general judgment, he will take vengeance on those who put their own lives ahead of the unborn. I don't care what bishop and pope told you to get it, but God will be their judge at the end of time, not the hierarchy who clearly care only to overturn the Catholic tradition and the deposit of faith. And so, boom, she was slapped with seven days in uh, the county jail, <laughs> in the Facebook jail. And, uh, um, but it was, that was good. That was really good. Makes you think, you know. Well, that's another Jonah Wark in our midst. Ruben, I'm going to tell you, some of these Catholic women have more courage than uh, most of our bishops and, and priests in many instances, and even more courage than many laymen. Yeah. If it wasn't for these Joan of Arcs out there, uh, I, I think the church would fall apart. I, I'm going through a similar battle here 
there's a satanic conference that's coming to town at Scottsdale, Arizona, in five weeks. And uh, myself, my wife, a couple, a lot of ca- good Catholic men out here, we're organizing this. It's organic from the ground up. And uh, we just got wind uh, three days ago that the diocese is pulling out. They're not backing us up on this protest because they're saying, well, we don't want to give this. The, the, the reason is from the, the, the diocesan channels is we don't want to give the Satanists any uh, any publicity. So, Je- Jesse, why don't you just ask all the men and women to go into, into Catholic churches in Scottsdale, Arizona from 12 to 3 p.m. and pray in front of the Blessed mm. Sacrament. But Dad, don't go to the streets. Yeah, you don't want to give them any fanfare or publicity. So uh, no diocesan support. This is going to be a groundswell movement of men and Catholic men, men and women organically from the ground up, just like everything else is in the country, Ruben. Wow. At this point, uh, we're, we're pretty much orphans. Uh, wow. You're gonna you're fighting the battle. You're fighting the good fight, Jesse. You know, so hang in there. Uh, it would be nice to have a bishop there. You know, with the the authority. Oh, it, it was it was promised, but uh, the it was retracted. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I got punched in the stomach by Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, Jesse. You know, uh, maybe next week we can we could do a story on on what's going on in uh, a bill that's co- coming out in Washington State. They've introduced a new bill that will authorize the detainment of residents as young as five years old in COVID concentration camps for failing to comply with the state's draconian vaccine mandate. So we'll have to hold off on that one, but uh, it, it's coming. And there's uh unless the Supreme court comes to their senses and follows the constitution and uh, the quote unquote conservatives uh, uh, find their courage and do the right thing. They, they 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 can stop this, uh, but I, again, I'm not I'm not bank. I mean, I'm praying for them every night. I, I I reference them in prayer, but I'm not counting on them, Ruben, because uh, especially with John Roberts at the helm, you don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, a couple of the decisions that the the new uh, justices have rendered have, are just like you you you. I thought they were that they were on our side, you know, but uh, it's. It hasn't worked out in some cases. So, Ruben, did you see the movie uh, Roe vs. Wade? It came out about a year ago. I did not. Okay, it's a good movie. It's worth watching. It was done by a good Catholic uh, production company. But behind the scenes, you'll understand what happens. You have high power, high level people. I mean, very rich, influential, wealthy people calling these justices saying, Hey, you better vote this way. Remember this. Uh, I, I'll give a hundred thousand dollars over here. I'll, I'll, your daughter goes to this school. I'll get. Uh, I'll give a three hundred thousand dollar grant. There, Ruben. There are huge parlaying and backroom deals. These these Supreme Court justices are under huge pressure. You got n- international lobbies calling them up on decisions like this, and so this is what's going beyond the scenes. I mean, like Amy Comey Barrett, they'll say, "Hey, we know where all your kids go to." They could be be positive. Hey, we'll give a a half a million dollar grant to their schools. We'll pay their college for free. We'll give a donation to your uh, a half a billion dollar donation to your favorite charity if you vote this way. This is what they're dealing with, Ruben. Mm. And you know, and then if you're on the other side uh, as a justice like Sotomayor, who's m- making f- fake news, putting out fake news, and uh, where are the fact checkers with her saying that she? She's she's saying that a hundred thousand ch- children are sick in hospitals and and they're dying and but from the from the the virus you know the omicron so 
Yeah, it, it would have been uh, uh, conservative saying that. Boom, they would have slapped him. They would have they would kicked him off whatever platform he was on, and, and it would be over with. You know, Twitter, he'd be suspended. Facebook suspended. You know, YouTube kicked off. So, but not not yeah. not her, not the liberals. Ruben, the left could lie because the 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 vast majority of people that run social media are leftists, and so they're all bedfellows. They're not going to out each other. Yeah, but. But uh, I mean, just I, I will say that Sotomayor, and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about it. To, uh, um, I want to talk about it with Terry. There was a lefty fact checker, quote unquote, that did say that her claims were wildly false. So I, I got to give I got to give Politifact, which is their their leftist quote unquote fact checkers. They did out her, and they said that. Uh, that her claims were wildly false. So at least we have one leftist fact checker called Politifact that has some integrity. Mm, good. Yeah. So let's see what happened in uh, happened in Chicago. Just we Cardinals Chicago Cardinal Blaze Supich was booed by a number of pro life demonstrators at a Chicago rally Saturday for his alleged failure to oppose abortion more vigorously. And some of the protesters at uh, Chicago's, Chicago's March for Life carried green signs with white lettering that read. Quote, Supich is the culture of death. And one video reproduced a tweet by the Cardinal in which he insisted on the sanctity of life from birth until natural death instead of from conception till natural death. Mm. It's a big difference. Um, you know, so he's he's not a dumb man. He's he knows what he's doing, Jess, when he when he puts that out. Um, according to a report by Carlos Esteban for infovaticana.com, Cardinal Supich has tended to shy away from the pro-life cause quote, preferring to focus his energies on the fight against COVID and the followers of the traditional mass, a call ecological conversation and conversion, other, conversion. Oh, conversion, ecological <laughs> conversion and other fashionable battles, which explains why he had to be escorted by the security team when he finished speaking. Uh, he, you know, they, they wouldn't let him get a word in. They were they were just heckling him the, the heck out of him right, right in front. I watched the video. Did yeah, you watch it? I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of phone calls from friends of mine in Chicago, and they said, "Jess, we want to fly you over here so you can be our spokesman for this cause." I said, "Dude, I I have I don't I'm not involved in Chicago politics. I got my own problems here in the West Coast." Mm-hmm. I said, uh, "I I understand California and Arizona politics, Southwest politics." I said, "I have I don't understand East Coast politics. That's your battle. You guys got to fight this. You're doing a great job. I'm watching you guys on 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 the YouTube and social media. You guys are doing a bang up job. Keep it up." So yeah, they're saying we want you to come out here and be the spokesman uh, to to run Supich out of town. I said, "Not you got the wrong guy." I said, "I got my own battles to fight out here." Yeah, and you know, um, Supich is the one who uh, who pushed back on uh, Archbishop Gomez when he had he had put out as the president of the USCCB. He he wanted to get uh, a consensus on on whether they should deny President Biden and. Uh, Politicians, uh, Catholic politicians like that, uh, the Eucharist at, or at Holy Mass, and uh, he uh, he put uh, Archbishop Gomez on blast, and then he went to the uh, went to the Vatican to to, to cry to uh, the Pope. So we'll, yep. <laughs> we'll pick this yep. up on the other side of the break. You got it.
now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against the evildoers? Psalm 94:16. That's what we're talking about, you know. Amen. <clears throat> Ruben, uh we're Chicago's it, there's an embattled cardinal. He's uh Lost. He's basically lost Ruben his his credibility with the people. And when you lose your credibility with the people, when a general loses your credibility, that's not good. We're talking about Cardinal Supich mm-hmm. over in uh, in the diocese of Chicago, Illinois. You have many people out there, many people who uh, who say that he talks more about uh, social justice causes than, than he does about the preeminent issue, which is the right to life. Cardinal Kupich was escorted away from the Chicago March for Life by security after he was heckled by the by dozens and dozens of people. Uh, this cardinal's also defended uh, unelected President Joe Biden, his right to receive Holy Communion despite his open support for abortion on demand. And uh, Kupich has also continued with the the errors and the heresy of Cardinal Bernardine, uh, somebody who we know that. Uh, had performed a satanic mass and was a, was a, a was was also a pro uh, LGBT. Kupich uses the seamless garment heresy. He's basically revived it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kupich has argued for the moral equivalency of abortion and other social ills such as joblessness, racism, and a broken immigration system. Kupich said back in 2015 that abortion is appalling but that we should be no less appalled by other social ills, such as the lack of decent medical care, lack of gun control, and capital punishment. This guy's moral compass is absolutely broken. Uh, back then, in 2015, when Supich made this, this, uh, uh, this completely heretical statement, at that time, the Philadelphia Archbishop, Charles Chaput, reacted strongly to Kupich's declaration, Warning of the problems with such moral equivalency that Cooper just made. Chaput said the following, quote, The deliberate killing of innocent life is, un- is a uniquely wicked act. No amount of contextualizing or deflecting our attention to other issues can obscure that. Ch- Supich also, I mean, uh, Supich wrote back. He said, Humanity's priority right, the one that undergirds all of the rights. No, no, Chaput, excuse me. Chaput said. Humanity's priority right, the one that undergirds all of the rights, is the right to life. Uh, Chaput went on to say, speaking for the Orthodox camp, all direct attacks on innocent human life, such as abortion and euthanasia, strike at the house's foundation. These directly and immediately violate the human person's most fundamental right, the right to life. And like Ruben, you said in the last segment, Kupich fired off a salvo against Archbishop Jose Gomez for criticizing uh, Biden's overpromotion of abortion as as a moral evil, and Kupich basically went after the president of the USCCB and called Gomez's remarks on on Twitter openly, not not one on one privately like the Bible says you're supposed to do in Matthew eighteen fifteen. Mm-hmm. He openly opposed uh, Jose Gomez uh, on Twitter, calling his statements ill considered. Uh, and uh, wishing the, his warmest wishes to Biden, and also decrying the evils of the Capitol riots, poverty, wisdom, no racism, uh, po- po- racism. Excuse me, 
without mentioning abortion at all in those tweets. Go ahead, Ruben. Man. Unbelievable. You know, without you know, without the right to life, all the other rights are just to go by the wayside. They don't we won't, we won't be here. They're yeah. meaningless because that's the, the the ultimate right is the the right to 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 be born, to the right to life. And then uh, then all the other rights that were afforded through our Constitution uh, uh, come about. But uh, shortly after the Vatican's formal former doctrinal chief, he's one of the good guys, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, slammed Supich for his unwillingness to call out President Joe Biden on his support for abortion. Cardinal uh, Supich was uh, clearly in the wrong, Mueller said, and sacrificed his role as teacher of the faith on the altar of political preferences. Ooh. Wow. Well, Ruben, this is the Akira Japan prophecy coming to life before our eyes that we will, in 1973, uh, Our Lady uh, uh, was, uh, who was it that told, uh, Our Lord or Our Lady told a nun, it was Our Lady, right? Mm -hmm. That you would have, we would enter into a period of bishops would be fighting against bishops, cardinals would be fighting against cardinals, and we're seeing that right now. This is the, the Akira Japan prophecy coming to life before our eyes. Yep. And uh, he went on to say, a Catholic bishop is distinguished from power politicians and ideologues by his obedience to the revealed word of God, Mueller stated. He would be a false apostle if he re- relativized the more, the natural moral law for the sake of his political preference or because he favored one party or the other. Uh, and it's a, a quote from him. It says, anyone who relativizes the clear acknowledgement of the sacredness of every human life with tactical games, sophistries, and window dressing because of political preferences publicly opposes the Catholic faith, the Cardinal declared. Ooh, man, the shot's fired there, Jesse. Vatican II and all the popes down to Francis have described the deliberate killing of a child before or after birth as the most grievous violation of God's commandments, Mueller added. I cannot support a pro-abortion politician just because he builds public housing as though I had to put up with what is Absolutely evil on account of something relatively good, he said. And uh, he's just so right. You know, see these these cardinals and bishops that that have the the positive faith. I mean, they they just you know they've got the true faith. And uh, when they just stray away from him like soupage, uh, he he just it's so obvious that this guy has lost his supernatural faith, Jesse. Ruben it's, and the whole abortion industry, it's demonic. Yeah, N- number one. It's 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 deforming our nation, uh, and and abortion should be or stopping abortion should be the highest priority for any uh, for any Catholic, especially for the generals of the church, for any bishop, because uh, going back to Supich, the heckling and the booing that occurred to him, and you can watch it on on you can watch it on YouTube on social media. Mm-hmm. This is a sign that Catholics have red pilled. In, in the Diocese of Chicago uh, on, on Cardinal Supich. Why? Because it it's well-documented. His track record of being a modernist is well-documented. His pro-LGBT position, well-documented. His progressive ideologue, uh, you know, the way he governs the diocese. And this is being recognized now by hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of Catholics in Chicago, and they're tired of it. And this effectively, what's happening is this is effectively nullifying his ability to govern and lead the faithful over there in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I believe that Supich is damaged goods right now. 
And I believe that this means that his ability to govern has been nullified. Why? How did the early church, how were things rendered in the early church? There's a term in Latin, it's called vox populi, which means the people have spoken or the voice of the people. <clears throat> this is the way the church uh, this is the way the church moved in the early in, in the early centuries. In other words, there weren't conclaves for for I think about a thousand years. What would happen? Vox populi, the voice of the people would say, "We want Leo the Thirteenth. We want you know whatever bishop his name." And now it was the voice of the. How were canonization didn't come out to like right around the Council of Trent? How were saints canonized? There was no. Uh, their office, or or uh, called uh, called the the congregation for the doctrine of the saints, it was the voice of the people. They would go out to the streets and say, "Francis of Assisi is a saint." Th- thousands of people, and the Vatican would say, "That's the voice of the people," and uh, and that's how things were were ratified and enacted and decreed. Even even for example, the first Marian dogma it, at the Council of Ephesus, it, that was in four thirty one. All the bishops of the known world and the Pope, they were there gathering and discussing Mary's role in salvation history. What happened? Thousands of people came upon the Council of Ephesus and surrounded the building and they were shouting for hours and hours with high-pitched voices, Theotokos! Theotokos! Well, what what happened inside the Council? They gave us the first Marian dogma. Mary is Theotokos. Why? Vox Populi, the voice of the people. This is the a lot of things organically happen in the church by the laity. And I think this is what's going to happen to Supich is we're going to see Reuben, uh, his ability to govern. It's going to be nullified because the voice of the people from the ground up, they are screaming. Mm. Yeah, you you wonder what's going to happen with this new uh, uh, what they're putting on a new synod, um, uh, synodality, I believe, the synod of synodality is that is that what they're calling it, Jess? Yeah, and, and so it's going to be like every diocese for, for himself. You know, you're you're going to be able to uh, call the shots for your area, and and you're going to it's going to it could differ. It's it's. That's kind of confusing for the lady because you know we're supposed to be one one church, one voice, one you know one um, you know one family, and to have or as Saint Paul says, Reuben in in Ephesians four or five, we're supposed to be one faith, one Lord, one baptism, and one God. Yeah, so we have different you know areas of the country saying one thing, you know, like in Germany, you know, giving uh, divorced and remarried uh, people uh, communion and. Um, more like like in Chicago, they give, they give that 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 mayor, you know, the uh, the female black mayor at uh, that's in a in a gay relationship with uh, with her lover. She they, she received communion, and uh, she's not even Catholic, and uh, so you know the blood's on their hands, and and so we we I think you're right. We've got to as as faithful Catholics, we need to have our voices heard, and and speak louder and. Uh, and that just go along to get along. I mean, a lot of us are just, you know, we're passive in the sense that, oh, we, we just want to be obedient, you know. Well, you know, obedience only goes so far. You're, you're only required to be obedient to the truth. Lies have no, 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 uh, you know, 
and there you can't you can't forsake your your uh your stance on a, on a lie so it's or or as the saying goes uh lies ha- ha- lies have no rights that's it exactly yeah lies and, have no rights yeah and you know and even the book of acts 18 9 and 10 and the lord said to paul one night in a vision do not be afraid but go on speaking do not be silent for i am with you no one will attack you to harm you for i have many in this city who are my people See, that's a powerful power. I was just meditating upon that last night because of the satanic conference that uh, the diocese pulled out of the uh, they're not they're not going to show up. They're going to stay inside the diocese and I guess pray the rosaries, but not confront the Satanists. And so I'm thinking, OK, what do I do? OK, I'm just a little old lay Catholic. Uh, and my wife, uh, she's saying, we got to go out there. We have an obligation to go out there. And that, and then I opened up my Bible, and Reuben, it opened up to that ch- verse, Acts chapter 18. Wow. Where, where God tells St. Paul, don't be afraid. You got a lot of people in the city. Nice. All yeah. right. Great. I said, okay, I know, I know what I got to do. <laughs> hey, coming up, we're going to have a, uh, uh, a, a, a caller. We're going to have a, a listener to the show who's going to be calling up, talking to us about his his past and how he survived prison with his Catholic faith. We'll be right back. I don't want to miss it. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, we're back to Man Car. Jesse and Ruben, and uh, we have a, a guest going to be calling in right now. Uh, he's a, a young man that uh, I, I saw on, on social media, and he follows the show. And um, on his social media post, he he calls himself Blessed Convict three sixteen. So it got my attention. Wanted to see what this was, what he was about. I saw the uh, a lot of uh, good Orthodox traditional Catholic posts, and. Uh, I said I would reach out to this guy and and see um, you know what his story is because that's it you know obviously you and I being both law enforcement having worked the county jail system he um, was just wanted to hear what what he had to say and um, got in a good conversation with him got his story uh, Mr. Engineer we have him on online okay George are you with us Yes ma'am how you doing Ruben very good George you're on with uh, myself and Jesse Romero. We want to hear your story, brother. Go ahead and, uh, Ruben told me a lot about you. Go ahead and share with us uh, how the Lord has really come into your life. No, definitely. I mean, I uh, growing up, I was very, uh, very much a lukewarm Catholic, not really, not really in the church. And, and I mean, I was very, very much lukewarm. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I was driving to work in, um, off the 138, going to Leona Valley, an elderly lady uh, made an illegal U-turn into me. She smashed into my my father's Mustang, the car I was driving. My engine smashed into my dashboard, fell on top of me, destroyed my left femur, broke my clavicle, gave me brain damage, and third-degree burns on both arms. I was in a coma for I don't know how long. She wasn't able to give me a clear answer on that. And this <laughs> This happened back in 2004, so I mean, for me not to know how long I was in a coma is pretty extreme. But um, they didn't expect you to live, they, right, George, or walk, they, <laughs> right, That's, George? 
living and being normal. Yeah. All five doctors said he's not going to live. Wow. If by some miracle he lives, he will be in a wheelchair doing the rest of his life. My family um, got on their knees and they prayed. They had churches praying for me from Tomdale, where we lived, mm. to Guatemala, where my family's from. And, I mean, after so much prayer and so much time, one day I uh, I, reco- I started recovering. I started getting be- better, and I, I ended up, uh, I, I, learned, I relearned everything over again. I was back in diapers. I had mm. learned to sit, to crawl, to stand, to walk, to function, to move, wow. to go to the bathroom. I mean, mm. I started completely over. Wow. And by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I, I'm able to do everything. I mean, I'm, I'm not at a hundred percent, but I'm a lot better off than what what they said I was going to be. So, so George, you know, you know blessing that I was, George, tell us yeah. about you. You mentioned to me that uh, that at the time, rather than be grateful, you you were uh, really upset with God. So, tell us about that part. Oh yeah, I mean, I was I was uh, I had spite for the Lord. I hated God because not because of. Uh, not because of my accident, but because I was alive. I mean, I I, I was really young. I was 19 years old, and I, I was at the top of my game. You know, I was, I was good-looking, um, uh, physically fit, very physically active. And then I'm in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bedridden. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, I had to fight with the Lord. I hated him. I despised the Lord for, for uh, letting me live. I'd rather been I'd rather had been dead, and um, just because I felt it was so dishonorable for me to be in the situation I was in, but where where the Lord put a comma, I put a period. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I had to uh, I had to fight to to get back to to normal, and by the grace of God, I mean I I'm I'm moving again, and I mean I I. I came a long way with, with the Lord. Like I said, I hated wow. it. I had, had so much home, so much spite for the Lord. And, hey, George. So what was through, that? Uh, the, what happened? What was that uh, aha moment where you um, you you came back to to the faith? What was it? Uh, honestly, it was it was uh, it, it was it, it was something selfish. You know, I was I was looking for love, mm. and so I started going to started going to mass. I started going to the prayer groups. Because why? With, with ulterior, ulterior motives, <laughs> but the, the Lord used, used my ulterior motives to, to bring me to my knees and bring me to Him. You you saw a little uh, I mean, a pretty little uh, girl in there and at masses, and you wanted to uh, get to know her. Is that that's what you told me the other day? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that, that was that was the, the story. You know, I was I was just run, running around trying trying to. I was uh, skirt skirt chasing, and the Lord used that to bring me to Him. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I'm still single, you know, unmarried, mm-hmm. and, and no, no, uh, no girlfriend. But I mean, the Lord still has me with Him, and and it, it's crazy because when when I, uh, you know, fast forward some almost twenty years. Um, I ended up uh, going to jail for uh, for assault with a deadly weapon. I had, I had, I got into a mix up with my uh, 
I got into all, an altercation with my father, and I mean things just didn't, weren't going well. And I uh, I poked him with a knife. He bled, and I went to jail for a year. Mm. And I mean, I um, now now having Jesse and I both haven't worked the county jail. We know that uh, it, the the, uh, the the brutes in there they they'll they'll look for any excuse to to pick on somebody if if you they see any weakness. You know whether it be physical or or mental or emotionally, they they attack those those people. And you coming in with you know some some obviously some um, disabilities, uh, you were a prime target for that. Did that cross your mind when you were going in? Oh, de- definitely, because I limp. I walk with a limp, and mm-hmm. so I I knew that I was gonna be uh, I was gonna be a big target for people because I I do have a limp, and I mean I um. I, I, you can tell that that there's something wrong with me right right off the bat just yeah. by taking one good look at me. You you see like oh man this guy this guy's got a bad leg he, yeah. he's weak. So I mean I um thank God you know but through through so much prayer through because I I had so many people praying for me so many people people praying praying the Holy Rosary for me. I mean our our Lord my. Uh, our Lord and, and Lady <laughs> protected me completely because I mean I uh, I I I no, nobody ever touched me. I, mean, I was ne- I was never harmed in any way, and that's um, wow. saying a lot because there there's there a lot of people who were getting into fights. Mm-hmm. My my bunkie, my uh, the the neighbors, my neighbors, and I mean. People were just getting in a lot of fights, and and I, I always thought that they were gonna want me to prove myself and fight, and, yeah. but they ne- they never they never attacked me. Yeah. Hey, George, just for the I'm gonna, for the listeners, for those of you who don't know or, uh, what county jail is like, um, and in prison as well, you have to pick a side. When you're you're a Hispanic young man, um, they're gonna say the gang members. Uh, out here in California, they're going to say you're either a South Sider, you're a Sureño, or, or who are you going to run with? Are you going to run with the Paisas, the you know the, uh, or Border Brothers they might call them. And um, you know, obviously, if you're white, you're going to run with the white guys, black with the blacks, and and Asians with the Asians, and it's very racial in there. So, uh, that that cross your did they they hit you up on as far as who you run with and 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 who did what did you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I not not being gang affiliated, not being not having any sort of ties with uh, any sort of uh, affiliation for 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 any gang. I mean, I I walked in there and I was just trying to be be uh, be cool and not not uh, start any problems with anyone. And then the first thing they they do when they see me is like, hey. Hey, hey, fool! Where are you from? And you know, who are you? Are you, are you a paisa? Are you a homie? Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh man, those are my options. I guess I'm a paisa because I'm yeah. sure as heck not a homie. Did you answer? No, pick a English. I should have. I should have. That 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 might have worked. I mean, I I could have I could have thrown him thrown a, a curveball with that, but no, I I um. I lucked out when I when I chose when I when I said I was a a paisa in other words a uh, uh, a border brother mm-hmm. and uh, and they they uh, they they I don't know for whatever reason they people started 
uh, looking out for me. The, the other homies, they, I mean, they they saw that I wasn't I wasn't a, a someone who who was who was a, a punk and like they because there there was some some homosexuals who liked me and they wanted me to be homosexual to to partake in homosexual activities with them and I was just like no and and you know yeah. it was um a lot a lot of the the guys there it's like I, I either either you join us or we're gonna beat you up and that it it came down to to them wanting to 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 fight me and, and this is a, a group and and I was just like, well, I'm, regardless of what you what you want to do to me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that path. I'm, yeah. That's not for me. So, so, um, uh, what? How did you spend your days? Were you, uh, when you, you now you were hanging with the, uh, the the paisas, the 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 you know Spanish speakers, and um, yeah, and and you, did you get into your faith at that point? Uh, where you start uh, reading the scriptures oh, and what? I mean, I, I, as soon as I got into, into the into um, into prison, I, I mean, the first thing I did was I started praying every day. Every, you know, like I because I, I, I had a, I had just been introduced to Jesus nine one one and you guys uh, through a friend who was a um, he was a uh, uh, um, he, he he was. Uh, hey George, hold that thought. Can you stay on another segment, George, and get the rest of your story? That's fine. Okay, well, right, fine. we'll come up on a break. We'll be right back. Listen to Jesus 911. Uh, a, a guest. We'll be right back to hear the rest of the story. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And amen. Which, amen. Jesse, do you have any questions for our guest? No, Ruben, I'm enjoying this because uh, you know more about this, so uh, keep on uh, talking to our guests. I'm just enjoying all the, all, all the good evangelization conversation coming back and forth. Okay, uh, Mr. Martinez, um, you you survived this because of uh, your your the stance you took, you know, uh, living your your values out and sticking to uh, your prayer life. And they had a lot of people praying for you uh, to avoid uh, confrontation in there. And um, and so you ended up getting out early. You you talked about that, um, but it, well, let's let me go back. So you you. Uh, did you get into like Bible studies with some of the some of the the guys you uh, you ran with out in there? Yeah, I mean that that was the uh, that was the unfortunate thing about being incarcerated is the uh, the uh, the Catholic presence was uh, was missing. There was, there was no Catholic um, yeah. Catholic Bible study or yep. I mean the only thing that was there was the uh, it was the Protestants that were were falling away Catholics and, you know, people, people who, who, who were, had been born Catholic, but they, uh, they fell away. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, I, I started because it was the only option that was available. I started, uh, I started, uh, 
going with the, the Protestants to their, to their Bible study and and listening to the, their preachings and I mean being a, a complete on fire Catholic being being you know. having that so so much uh, love for 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 my 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 faith and my uh, my my church and then ha- having to go to to a Protestant service where where everything is kind of like well well Jesus died for your sins so you get to go to heaven mm. and I mean yes that's true but there's a lot more that goes into it and, and but. So you were able you were you were able to detect that what you were listening to, even though a lot of it was good, there were still some elements that were missing that and you kind of knew that, right? Yeah, definitely. And I I knew I knew what was missing and I mean it, it hurt that I, I I mean I I I was missing mass so much and I mean, they, um, and you were there with during COVID. Me, uh, you were there during COVID, so there was probably yeah. no priests were coming in to say mass for you. Yeah, there was no. Pre- I mean, the the only mass that I got to attend was the wor- first week of Advent, where um, the uh, I was I was in uh, prison in Chino, and the the, um, the Catholic Church finally showed up, and I I got to attend mass, and I was. I was ecstatic because I I spoke with the with the priest after mass and he let me he he heard my confession and I mean that was something that I was spiritually starved and wow. and but by the grace of God I was able to attend mass attend confession and I I felt I felt at peace I felt I felt like I was going to be all right and I mean and up until then I I had. I mean, the, the fear of death had uh, overcome me because of where I was, and just the, the. I mean, I was surrounded by a lot of really bad, bad dudes, and these guys were were hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I uh, thank God I, before I got incarcerated, I uh, I had just started listening to Jesus nine one one, and I was starting to starting my my prayer life all over again, and I was starting to to pray the. Um, Praying, praying the um, was it the um, Saint Michael the Archangel prayer the, um, the the rosary uh, were you praying the rosary the Archangel prayer mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh I I I wanted to pray the rosary so bad and I mean I I I known I learned enough that that before we had beads we had ten fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was pray the rosary on my hands. Right, and and then I I put in a request to uh, finally at the, at the prison I, when I got to Delano, I put in a request for a Catholic Catholic Bible and a and a um, and a rosary, and so they finally about a month after that they were finally able to give it to me, and of course the Bible was in Spanish because that was the only Catholic Bible they had. <laughs> and, uh, but they gave me a rosary. And, uh, yeah. Well, and they gave me a rosary. And as soon as they gave me a rosary, I was on fire. I was praying that rosary all all uh, all fifteen mysteries and, and wow every day. And I mean, the uh, the other inmates were, were upset about that because I would sit there and pray all day, and and they they wanted to come talk to me, but they were. 
they respected the fact that I was in prayer, and they, they so they wouldn't bother me. Mm. But I mean, uh, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and hey, you know, thank God nothing ever happened. Hey, hey George, know, they, they never approached me. George, now, now, because yeah. uh, we're getting close to the end here, we're we're gonna, um, you, you, uh, we're supposed to do more time than you you got, and you got out early. Was it because of the COVID thing, or do you think it was, you know? that God had a hand in it or how did it, how did it turn out that you, you, you got out after just a few months in prison? You did a, a you know, yeah, a I mean, total of about a year, but once you caught the yeah, train. I mean, I, I was, uh, cause my, my brother, my brother being a paralegal and working inside the system and, you know, knowing this and that. And he's like, yeah, they're, they're trying to be a, the DA is trying to give him 10 years. And, hmm. and, you know, by, by the grace of God, by the grace of by, uh, the power of prayer, you know, I, I, I'm i out in a year, you know, when, when they're trying to give me a 10-year ten ten year sentence and, mm. you know, I, um, I, I, I was just so grateful to God. And, and I mean, <clears throat> if not for the power of prayer, I, I, I'd still be in there. I'd still be... I'd still be in there, and I'd still have to. Uh, yeah, you know, George. By, uh, George, I, I'm sorry to cut you up, but some of the, some people are probably wondering what what happened, what became of that relationship with your father, because it was already in a strange relationship. Because you, you told me that your your father and mother had divorced early in your in your life, and uh, but how did how did that relationship go? Were you able to make amends with your dad and and him? Yeah, with you? my father, my my father and I made amends. We. Uh, that's great. We, we kind of just let let the past be the past, and and you know we uh, we move for, forward, and, and I mean, you know, thank God because you know it, it, the Bible does say honor your father and mother, and I I try, but it, it's <laughs> it's difficult, and I mean, even though it's difficult, I still gotta do it. Yeah, and you know, thank thank God I have I have a good relationship with my father now. You know, now now that now that I'm out of prison. I mean, I I, uh, I have a good relationship with them, and, and so you know, life is life is hard, but yeah, um, right. We weren't yeah, promised a, a a bed of roses, George. And and now uh, I I understand you posted something about going to your your first Latin mass out here. So how was that? You 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 went to Saint Vitus in uh, San Fernando. Tell us your experience yeah, with I, Latin mass. Oh man, I I was blown away. It was just, just the the level of reverence and the the uh, just the um, the the complete awe. Oh, I mean, it's like the um, uh, I you know I went to the mass and I mean it, it was just seeing people in, in 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 suits, you know, men in suits and women wearing veils. I mean, it's just it blew me away because it, I wasn't attending novice ordo. You know, people don't dress like that. Yeah, and, and 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 then all of a sudden, you know, people are in bed, and, and you know, you spend so much time on your knees, and, and rightfully so during mass. Yeah, and I mean, it, it it was beautiful. Yeah, I think what you said there, George, about about the dress, and people overlook that, you know, and we're going, to, we're in front of the bridegroom, you know, and and when we go to a, a you know a, a wedding of a family member, we, what do we do? We get dressed up, right? But yet. When, when you know, a majority of the Catholics these days, they go to mass, you know, you see guys in shorts, you see, you know, you see just 
the irreverence and uh, immodesty and and uh, and like you pointed out, I, I think the higher information Catholics they realize what they're in front of, and so they're going to dress accordingly because this is this is the source and summit of our faith. This is where we're, who we're getting in front of. We're getting in front of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and and uh, so. Yeah, of course we want to put on our Sunday best, and uh, uh, or you know, like not everybody owns a suit, so you know God knows that. So, but uh, you know, you just try to look your best, and you put you know, and uh, I, I, like at one time I had a guy in court telling me uh, the judge was telling him, "Hey, get that guy out of here. He's he's got shorts on," and what and and I asked the the, the George, I mean, I I asked the guy to to kindly leave to go get uh, dressed properly. He's just a man. He's just a man, which because he wears a black robe. You know, who is he, you know, and it's because he what he represents and how much more do we need to uh, to represent <laughs> in front of our Lord at uh, Holy Mass? Anyway, so in the closing moments, George, what, what advice would you have for our listeners in, in terms of uh, if they get in a pickle like you were in? Uh, what would uh, what, what kind of advice would you give our listeners? I mean, all, all I can really uh, the advice that I could give is. Uh, clean, clean the God, clean the faith, clean, clean, clean the prayer. I mean, that's so vital because without prayer, I, I, I would have been a mess. I mean, I, I was, I prayed every, every day and almost all day. You know, and and th- thank, thank, thankfully to, to, to you guys, to your show, to, to, um, teaching me the, you know, the um, Saint Michael the Archangel, the um, Guardian Angel prayer, the uh, well, I mean, I already knew the Our Father and the Hail Mary, but the, those were my the the four prayers that I, I stuck to every day, and then you know I just spoke to God as long as I could. And, I mean, so my advice is you know cling to faith because faith will never lead you down the wrong path. I mean, you you might you might think it it, it will. It'll fail you, but if you if you really cling to faith, if you really hold hold fast to your guns, you'll be okay. Amen, amen. Jesse, any last? Thoughts? I I love to hear the story of a, of a of a converted man, a man whose soul has been touched by Jesus Christ. You can hear it very deeply within this uh, within George. George, you're our brother in Christ, and uh, we're honored that you came on the show today. Ruben, take it away. Yeah, George. Uh, when we're done, send me your uh, your address. I want to send. Jesse, I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna pay for it. You're gonna send him some of your books. All right. Prepare. You got it. Yeah. Give right. us his address. Give us his address. Yeah. You've been listening to Jesus 911. If you like the show, like it and and share it. And uh, hands hands on apologetics is up next with Gary Mashuda from the Midwest Command Center. Thank you to our guest George for being with us. You've been listening to Jesus 911, the month of Je- the holy name of Jesus. Go out there and say your rosary, pray your, read your Bible, read your, your scriptures. We are out, 10-7.